0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Newly Nutrition. I'm so excited for this episode. It is another fire episode with Rochelle Giardin from Beyond Norrish, a wildly successful private chef company based out of Vancouver, Canada. We chat all about her recent launch of the Holistic Chef program that she launched back in the spring. and We dive deep into the strategy she used, the people she hired, the resources she made the launch come to life. And she gets really real and she gives some really great tips about launching a product or a service. And also she has just a great outlook on running a business. She's been doing it for 11 years. So she drops some major knowledge and insight. You will all love listening to her chat. I could listen to her talk for hours and hours and hours. I feel like we didn't even dive into half the stuff I wanted to ask her about, but that's okay because this episode is still full of amazing uh, stuff for you guys to apply to your own businesses as well. So if you're interested also in signing up for the next round of the Holistic Chef program coming October 1st, I will put all of that in the show notes. And of course, if you'd like to connect with Rochelle, I will put that in the show notes
1: as well. That being said, let's dive in. Welcome back for season two of Newland Nutrition. I'm your host, Emily Johnson, founder of WooGirl Wellness and certified holistic nutritionist. This podcast shares the burning questions that you want answered from health and wellness professionals who make a living doing what they love. We dive deep into the world of entrepreneurship and in this season, we are focusing on the fear and uncertainty that comes with the roller coaster that is building your own business. All it takes is belief, confidence, and taking action. Thanks for joining me today as a resource to get your wellness business up and running. And make sure to subscribe to the Newly Nutrition monthly newsletter for extra resources and exclusive community events with motivated people just like you. Here we go. Amazing, Rochelle. I'm so excited to have you back for season
0: two. The first episode we had together, my mind was blown of so many things that you shared with me, like you cooked for the Prime Minister of Canada You are like a badass entrepreneur. You've been in business for years and you've grown to a widely successful private chef company. So I just want to dive deeper into some topics that we touched on last time, but thank you so much for, for being here again today.
2: Yes. And thank you for having me. It's, um, yeah, since the last podcast, I feel like so much has happened. So I'm so curious to see where my head is compared to the last time we chatted,
0: For sure. So why don't you give us a little rundown of like what's been happening in the world of Beyond Nourished?
2: Yeah. So last we spoke, I think we were mid-launch of our holistic certification, um, our holistic chef certification course. And we sold out of that program and the students began uh, about five weeks ago. And so they're halfway through the program right now. And We are in there with them. That's what makes this course so unique is that we are right alongside with them. We have so much homework to check and give feedback on because we're basically taking them through the real-life version of what it feels like to put a private um, uh, meal service together and become a holistic private chef. So yeah, it's been a lot of hands-on. It's been a lot of memory lane lately as people are struggling with things that I remember struggling with you know, years ago um, when I first started Beyond Nourish. And then we've got this kitchen being built at the moment Um, here in Vancouver, Canada. We are building our own private chef studio. So today I happen to be working on all the fun aesthetics, picking out paints, new cupboards, all that good stuff. And then, yeah, we've got our amazing staff working hard for all of our clients doing uh, weekly food service. Um, and then in addition to that, I have my own private clients. (laughs) I'm laughing because the list just keeps going on. Um, but yeah, I still cook for somebody every day, twice a day. And then, um, currently I have a small handful of other clients that I'm helping through Beyond Nourished because we are just training a few new staff and, uh, yeah, we needed a, an extra hand. So, so I had to step in.
0: That is amazing. Is the online course in person or is it virtual?
2: It's all virtual, but we do weekly um, Zoom calls where everybody gets to see one another. And then we also do a WhatsApp group of each cohort that is so uniquely close knit and um, intimate. And it's so great. We, we have the, the students from last year um, still so alive in that group, asking each other questions as they're coming up in real time. And everybody really gets to know each other. Um, in that in that group so it feels real even though it is a virtual program and they are taking the content um on their own but it's delivered in a way that feels very community oriented
0: yeah i could see that honestly i feel like i've been gaining so many great connections virtually this past year things people that i would never have reached out to otherwise right like i honestly kind of feel like you can be just as connected online than you can in person
2: I think people are also learning how to adapt to that. You know, at first, I think we were all dealing with um, the inexperience of it. And, you know, we've been over a year and a half now of having to connect digitally. And I think that we're just, we're learning and evolving and, and uh, adapting as, as needed.
0: <laughs> totally. So when is the next round opening up?
2: October 1st, uh, our next Uh, course starts and we have been doing a we'll be doing an early bird pricing in probably a month a month and a half uh, opening that up for a little bit before we go back to regular price but yeah we'll do a spring and a fall hopefully for the next Um, unforeseeable for future to come as long as people keep wanting it. Um, But it was, you know, amazing to sell out uh, to do 25 students in this cohort. And uh, that will kind of be our max every time because much more than that, we can't give the students um, the attention and the the feedback that they're really looking for in a course like this.
0: Mm -hmm. Fair. And is everyone from Canada or are they all around the globe?
2: Yeah we actually have people from all over um it is relatively specific in this moment to kind of western um the Western Hemisphere, I would say, so we have people from America. we have people from Canada. It will translate eventually to other countries. Um, but, yeah, because we do so much of like realness in it, we t- cover taxes and bookkeeping, and it's also um, you know important of where you live. But we definitely have the intent to expand to to other countries
0: that is so amazing. And what if you just wanted to take the course, not to be like a private chef per se, but to enhance your cooking skills and kitchen confidence?
2: So because the the course is split up in 50-50, it's 50% business, all how to set up your private chef business, and then 50% culinary, Um, it is all so specific to launching a private chef business. So I think that there would be other cool umbrellas um, to explore in terms of like building your culinary repertoire um, that you didn't have to necessarily learn all the business acumen uh, that this course has to offer.
0: Mm -hmm. And how did you find all of your students?
2: Oh gosh, good question. This is actually relatively an organic um launch. We did do a tiny bit of paid advertising uh toward the end. Uh however, it was mostly uh social media following which for all of those out there thinking that you need a big social media following to um you know bring in big re- revenue, that is truly not the case. Uh, Beyond nourish has less than 5,000 or maybe 5,000 followers. And, um, you know, people were listening when we launched, and they had been looking for an opportunity like this. And the other thing to remember is we had to say the same message over and over again, and we would get feedback from enrolled students that would say, hey, I've been watching this for a month and I just finally pulled the trigger. So for those out there that are worried that they're being redundant or, you know, they're saying the same thing over and over, or they're feeling pushy or anything like that. um, It's just such a great reminder that not everybody is seeing every post and every story and everything that you're doing. And sometimes people need to hear the message more than once in order to finally pull the trigger.
0: I completely agree with that. I think I read somewhere or it's like, a statistic that seven makes, times yeah seven times for people to see to take action
2: yeah, yeah. And up to seven times. So it's like, you know, the, you'll, you will have the people that see it. And we have so many students come to us and they're like, the stars have aligned. This course was meant for me because of this reason. And today this happened. And and we love that because um, we do a, a believe in divine timing. And um, sometimes the world and the universe hands us something when we, when we truly need it. So um, yeah, a lot of Um, people that signed up in the course too uh, had heard from somebody else in the previous course that had done it so I think that word is just starting to spread a little bit and um, people are starting to become more aware of what the term holistic chef is and what that means in terms of bringing it to market and making a good um, return on investment you know for this course.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's such a great course I mean for the student and also for the world like we need more holistic chefs like this is the best the best idea ever
2: thank you yeah i mean the whole reason that i created it was because we weren't able to meet market demand even with our full team um and we still have a wait list i actually don't even know what it's at i think it's like at 14 or 17 clients and that's 14 or 17 people that don't have service that are looking for service so people are looking for this and they're waiting for more people to be brought to market that feel confident and comfortable um yeah putting food on the on the table for them
0: good for you that must feel really good to have the first like real launch I know the first one was kind of like a beta round but you must feel so proud of yourself you should you should
2: (laughs) I know I know I it's funny you know with you get wrapped up in the next thing. And I, I asked my team at the beginning of this year, you know, to remind me to celebrate the wins. And we have grown our team also this year and we've had a lot to celebrate, but it is very easy to get just caught up in, in the work of it all and to start focusing on the next thing. Um, this year has also come with an immense amount of stress in terms of uh, business growth, in terms of launching so many new, um, uh avenues of the unnourished, you know bringing a storefront to life and and yeah it's come it's come with a speed that I didn't even know what was possible
0: <laughs> yeah so how do you manage your stress I saw on Instagram you posted this wild post like your bike was stolen and then this and that. like how did you how did, how did you I lost three
2: thousand three hundred thousand dollars in an investment and <laughs> oh my god um, honestly, it's the types of things, the reason that I made the post was because those were the types of things, even if they were just done in a singular way, would have derailed me, you know, I would have been on the floor, crying, calling my mom to to pick me up, you know, and um, there, there is wisdom that comes with having a business over a certain period of time, you know, for me, it's been almost 11 years. And at this point number one we don't we don't have anywhere else to look but forward you know looking back would would be a disservice to our staff and our clients and anyone else in the future who might want to do this job and so i feel like there is almost a responsibility to deal with the stress because I truly do believe that what we're bringing to the table is life changing for not only our clients, but for other entrepreneurs um, looking for their way and other nutritionists that are looking for their way in, in a career path. So, um, you know, the stress I do try and compartmentalize, there's a lot of sleepless nights, Don't don't get me wrong, but um i try and go back to the things that i know that work which are exercise yoga meditation and honestly i am a talker i when i have problems i talk them out whether that be in therapy whether that be with my my family my mother in particular um or some of my close friends or even my team um, i find that when i can vocalize what's going on with me and that's why social media can be such a beautiful platform as well for people to bring some of their um, you know, highs and lows uh, out to the public and, and just process it for themselves. It's in writing that post, I think it was more for me to acknowledge that I can still stand on my two feet, even though, you know, the the word that I used in the post was be served a shit sandwich. And that's, that's literally all that you can do. You got to hold your head high and, and prove to yourself I think more than anything that you are resilient and I journal all the time you know a lot of that is writing kind of notes and letters and just improving my inner dialogue to myself to to remind myself that I can do it and that yes this is all scary but I, I'll i f- figure it out I've got support you know and um, I think it's a combination of all of those things but I'm not I'm not claiming to be unfazed by it. It's been a very difficult year, but the benefit and the reward that we have in sight will make it all worth it. And I think that we talked about this last time, but you know what great success stories don't have some setbacks? And so it can't all be rainbows and butterflies. And I think that if you can handle your circumstances that get handed to you with grace um, as best as you can, you know that's all that you can ask, and I probably wouldn't have, have had that same attitude uh five years ago in my business or seven years ago at all. I, I think it comes with a little bit of maturity in business and also just in life.
0: Yes, I completely agree, and you're right. I mean, you have to go through the hard times to like build thick skin. I mean, I mean, yeah, no business owner is going to tell you it's been a smooth sailing experience for me, you have to go through those really hard challenges and you know you appreciate the good times and like you said like you celebrate the wins and yeah I mean you're super established I mean I would be super proud of myself if I were you and you're definitely just getting started too so it's really exciting to see what you're up to and I can't wait to see it all unfold and also you're (laughs) giving all of these nutritionist opportunities that we didn't have before you know I mean private chefing is, I feel like it's just taking off right now because like these big companies in Vancouver that are really making great names for it. And it's awesome because there's not a lot of that easy, not easy opportunities, but you know, you really have to create your own as a nutritionist or you can work for an amazing company like Beyond Nourish and do their course and right. Like create your own business that way too.
2: Totally. And I mean, we're living in an age and we're coming up on an age even more so of outsourcing. We've created these really busy lives. But if you were to talk to your mother's generation or my mother's, you know, they didn't outsource their cleaning. They didn't outsource their cooking. They didn't need a nanny as as we do, you know, these days. And it's not to say that we need them, but we can experience the benefit of staying what I call in, in your lane um, on the things that you're really good at and you know we're so blessed to live in a country where these are our concerns you know (laughs) where health is a concern and you know we have so much so many blessings in the sense of sometimes that these are our problems And at that same time, I think that it's just going to be more and more common to have other people cooking your food, cleaning your house, doing your yard work, buying your groceries, you know, whatever the case may be, Um, because people are developing kind of systems and becoming really good at those things that make it just, if you're not good at it yourself, so easy to offload to somebody who is good at it, because A lot of the clients that we cook for actually can cook and enjoy to cook. It's more of a time issue. And then, of course, there's the other side of it that, um, you know, people just don't have the ability and they don't care to learn how either.
0: Yeah, totally. So let's talk about the launch strategy. Like, Was there a big strategy or did you already just have a huge demand so you didn't need to pour that much energy into it?
2: So this was the first year that we actually did a strategy and it was so cool. And I actually have so many things to share about it because I learned some incredible lessons throughout that process. First, we worked with this incredible woman named Krista um, and she gave us she's from L.A. and she does uh, launches for business businesses. And she gave us a 30-day, 60-day, and 90-day launch strategy. It literally was just like a one-hour phone call um, where she learned about our business. And then after that phone call, it might have been longer than that, maybe 90 minutes, she put together a strategy that was unique to our course. And we use that as an overarching template on like, what did we need to do 90 days out? What did we need to do 60 days out and 30 days out? And then because we recognized that we didn't have a lot of the skill set of the tech side of things, putting, you know, Facebook ads out or Instagrams ads out or building sales pages, um, I used, and I, I've used, and, and, um, Uh, benefited from using uh, upwork.com to outsource uh, various things within our business that we just don't have the capabilities to do. So we built an incredible sales page with an incredible uh, South American, uh, South, uh, South, what am I trying to say? South African, (laughs) South African man uh, named Matt, and he just really brought our vision to life. And then from there, we found uh, another girl who started to work with a uh, strategy for us for social media. And it was pretty incredible, though. I had my first experience of working with somebody um, that it didn't go well. We were paying this contractor $2,000 a month on retainer, and we were getting no results. And in the middle of our launch, I was left with this very sticky situation of having to recognize that somebody wasn't doing their end of of the bargain. And, you know, with it being a very time sensitive, um, time sensitive piece, I needed to act fast. And so we ended up having to fire her halfway through the launch and literally have to find another marketing and analytics team that could help continue make this to vision if we weren't gonna be able to sell it organically, um, meaning you know who could help us fill those last spots with some paid advertisement. And this is where you really have to stay open as an entrepreneur because I ended up meeting our now analytics and marketing team at a client dinner of through someone that he had invited as just like a last minute, it was actually his cousin. And I happened to be chatting about what was going on. And she was like, I think my best friend could be of service to you. She has this company called Apples and Oranges. They do um, marketing strategies and advertising and, and analytics. They have a whole team. And let me tell you what a wildly different experience. These two people did the same job. One was a contractor. One was an agency. We were paying the agency about... I don't know, $500 more than the contractor. And we got an A plus experience. I have never been happier to pay an invoice in my entire life um, and it made me realize that if you're not happy with the relationships in your business, meaning if you're paying a contractor or if you're paying a marketer or an advertiser or a copywriter, and you're not happy with their um, their work, you really, as a business owner, have to take action fast. Because my team was quite frustrated with our original um, hires work, and therefore it reflected on me as like, okay, leader, what are you going to do? How are you going to fix this? And um, yeah i always have just high hopes for for people but sometimes you do have to acknowledge when things aren't working and i feel like it was such a blessing in disguise though because it led us to um, apples and oranges which have now become literally a like they're they're a solid team team member within beyond nourished we have uh weekly meetings with them. They now do all of our um, blog posting. They do our social media posting. They write our sales pages. They do all of our paid advertising. They're tracking all of our analytics on every platform possible. And they really care about our company and bringing our service and products to life. And once you get an experience of what that feels like to work with people that really care, you understand why people hire you as a private chef or as a nutritionist or whatever. It's, it's really giving people, it's solving a problem. And um, that's why I always also try to convince people that are, you know, whether you're a nutritionist or you're running a business of some kind, not to be scared to sell whatever it is that you're selling. Because if you're solving somebody's problem, they need it as much as you do. And so to get out of your own way so that they can have what they need is how you have to view sales. It's not taking money from them. It's solving a problem that they have.
0: 100%. If you're not... Like Marie Farlio always says, "If you're not promoting your business to help others you're you're technically stealing from them, stealing from an opportunity yeah. that they could you know better themselves or learn something. so yeah, I totally love that. What a crazy launch story divine time oh. finest meeting
2: your, your yeah friends, and right oh yeah, and I mean, when I was having are, you know, and it started off such on a great foot, you know, they, they learned a little bit about her business, asked very few questions and then they had a whole presentation that was basically like a pitch. It was a, a pitch that I could either take or leave. And I thought, wow, what a professional experience compared to what I was just working at. And this other girl, you know, was only charging $500 less than you. Radically different experience. Um, and the other thing to mention with that too, is in the launch, The support that we got was it started off really wide spec, um, like wide lens. Meaning, when we worked with Krista, I think we paid 1,500 USD for that concept, and it was really good. Had we had a lot more of those pieces together, um, it would have been almost all that we needed in this particular launch because I we did end up selling probably 90 percent maybe 95 percent of it organically meaning it didn't come from paid ads Um, but this launch was really cool because it forced us to get our lead magnet um, up in the air in the ether and so people were able to download our business checklist we got way more social media engagement happening within our team and started to reconnect to our audience and so every time you put these benchmarks in your business whether it be you know an online launch or a new product or service and you're bringing it out to the market it's hard and it's uncomfortable, but it's also a chance to like do all the things that you kind of have been putting off because now you have these deadlines. And if we know anything about Parkinson's law, which is essentially, you know, you would do a task in the allotted amount of time, whether or not it took five minutes to complete over an hour, or if it took an hour to complete over five hours, you would still take up all of that time that you were given to actually complete the task. I actually saw that happening yesterday as we had our homework deadline for 7 p.m. last night. And I can see students frantically sending it in at 7 p.m. Um, we all use up the time that we have given to us.
0: Yeah, 100%. So could you share with us some of the like 30, 60, and 90 day strategies that I was kind of guiding you guys through?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the the 90 day was all about rewarming up our, um, our audience because we had been quiet on social media. We like literally, because our business has just kind of been at full capacity outside of the course in terms of um, private chef clients, we haven't really wanted all of that much attention on us. And um, so it was really easy to um, just start to re-engage with our um, community on, um, on social media. And that was just simple things, writing posts, um, improving our stories and, um, sorry, a little bit loud. (laughs) And it was, um, 30 days or 90 days out was all just about like making sure we have our ducks in a row. So it wasn't about anything like too, too crazy. It was more just about, um, restarting the wheel because we had been kind of like I said stagnant for quite some time um, and then from there the 60 day was all about um, putting in I think more like traffic to our opt-in page and that in this case was a business checklist um, that was emailing any hot leads that we had had or cold leads that we had had from the past that was reengaging with all of the old students that had done um, that had done the course initially and it was a lot of like bootstrapped kind of kind of things you know that that made that part really effective i would say you think that it's going to be something like so foreign um but in fact it it's actually just incredible if you can actually go to krista's um her name is krista ripa Re, uh, it's r i p m a and she actually has a free launch guide as her often and um It's actually just a really great opportunity for any business owner um, that wants to bring something to market. Uh, She is, yeah, pretty incredible uh, that way. And she's so dialed in that literally can do like a 90 minute call and then give you a unique selling strategy, which is really awesome. So yeah, I think in the 60 day um, period, it was all about a sales sequence for emails and opening our cart, which meant that like, you know, our audience was a little bit warm. And so 60 days out, we essentially opened up cart um, for X amount of time. We offered early bird pricing, um, We reached out to any affiliates that might want to market it for us. And then in the last 30 days, it was like go time. It was like put everything we've got together. And that was probably the like funnest slash scariest side of things. Um, Yeah, yeah, it it was pretty wild because in our process, we actually get people to apply to our program. And at that point, we basically vet. The people that are applying because not everybody is a great fit for this program and we've realized that community is one of our biggest things and so we want to make sure that they all have similar value systems that they're looking to bring not only the culinary aspect to it but the Pardon me the nutrition aspect to it as well um, and then the biggest part about our launch strategy where it like all kind of hierarched to was the masterclass that i taught and that was a how to build a profitable business as a private chef and i covered the three main strategies of doing that and there was so much value in that masterclass. Um, I think that we got like a forty percent conversion of the people that were actually in there, or thirty percent conversion. Um, wow. We didn't have huge high numbers, so again, don't think that you need to um, have insane amounts of peoples people in your in your classes to convert. It's truly about quality um, over quantity.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Did you do multiple masterclasses, or was it just one? event
2: we did one event where we did like a hot uh offer for them and then we offered the replay for 48 hours and that's where a lot of signups came in actually Mm -hmm. we had people kind of spreading the word of the webinar because there was so much value in it and then I think that that's where the part of the huge conversion came from was in the replay for the next 48 hours where we actually got um quite a few people that just from word of mouth of people that had attended to check out the link.
0: That is so awesome. So now you have your strategy essentially that you can just keep using over and over.
2: We not only have the strategy, but we actually have the support as well. And so you as a solo business owner really could use something like um, the strategy to start. And for us, we're a bit we're a bit crazy people. And like, we hadn't even looked into strategy basically before we wanted to start selling. So we were doing it in such real time. And that's where I was talking about, like, I've never experienced the pace of life in this way because we've literally just been like trying to keep up with everything that's been going on. And in that we actually really needed this um, side of our business to flourish because we've got this other side of our business that is actually currently at a standstill due to, um, some very delayed city permits to warrant our construction of our new kitchen space. So, you know, that's where you as a business owner and an entrepreneur really have to learn how to get savvy, smart, and frugal. Um, And in this case, you know, from the beginning of COVID, we we decided to launch something that had very low overhead that had a lot of value um, that spoke to making people money. So it was easy to sell. Um, and yeah, made our lives a lot easier by, by finding another avenue within business that took the stress off of an area that we knew that we couldn't improve for, we thought it was going to be six months. It will probably be over a year now, but, um, yeah, it's, it's provided a little bit of safety for our business and I couldn't be more grateful for all of the students that have taken it. And then also all of the support that we've gotten through various people promoting it.
0: That is amazing. I'm so proud of you guys. Oh my god. And how did you deal with any like fear or uncertainty? Did you ever think like, what if no one signs up for this? Or did you, were you super confident that like it was going to sell out?
2: Oh god. I mean, it was weird. I had this, I had this vision that we were going to sell out, but I just had no idea how it was possible because to me, we didn't really have a system or a strategy, but people came out hot out the gate. Again, um, this is the second time where I think when we did the original pricing, we opened it up to people that really knew us and offered a, a discount, obviously. And I think we had like seven or eight people sign up within the first three or four days. So the second that we had like that first sign up, it was like, okay, this is happening. As You only ever need one. Like we actually already have our we actually have two people signed up for our October first launch, um, so it's always just now thinking ahead of the ball game and um, making sure that you know what your next steps are. Which, you know, it took me a long time in business to get to that point. I was always kind of just doing what was thrown at me, and now we kind of try and structure our business a little bit more, where it's like, okay, we do a launch and in the spring we do a launch in the fall we know that our summer season uh, we cook for a family here in Vancouver things get super intense our private chef clients kind of take a little uh, break so we we organize time off for our staff but you don't see that in the beginning of business and I think that you can structure your life like that a little bit but in terms of being so um constructed by the public in our eyes, meaning, you know, we deal with other people's schedule a lot. And so there is just a natural shift over holidays and and um, different seasons and stuff that we have to organize. But if you have like an online business or something, really consider looking at the big picture bo- before you just start saying yes to everything that comes your in your way in the short term.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. So I really like how you guys are launching spring and fall I think that makes a lot of sense for a lot of even online nutritionists it's like people are traveling in the summer they're busy they're probably not going to want to sign up for a nutrition course in in the height of summer right like they're like I'm not concerned about my health. I'm just trying to drink white claws <laughs> and eat. Yeah. <laughs> right?
2: But, but it's pretty crazy because we actually did do it in the summer last year. We launched in June and they started and were in class for the 12 weeks over June, July, and August. And I had the same mentality. Like, who's going to sign up for this? We just didn't have a choice. We kind of decided to bring it to market and then we picked the date and everybody was like, yeah, I'll make it happen. And that's because people are also very motivated in this case because it's not a nutrition program it's a how to make money program and so it doesn't matter if it's 30 degrees outside or if it's blistering cold people still want to jump on that bandwagon and that's why again um you know what i said about launching this course and choosing to go in this avenue is because it's a sellable feature it's something that we can confidently sell to people that say hey this has an High or ROI, meaning return on investment. You give us four thousand dollars for this program. You're going to most likely make that back in a month or two, just being in business from this. And you know your projected earnings are going to be so much more than that um, in the long run. And so selling something to people that they really want, uh, in addition to the other side of our business where we really provide food for people on the table, because. We get a lot of people that um, ask us, you know, within the umbrella of the holistic chef course, you know, where do my nutritional services come into play here? Where do my um, e, yeah, like my virtual cooking classes come into play? And those things are all great, but it's really wonderful to find a steady. Um, easy to sell avenue of business before you get into the things that are a little bit more difficult to sell um, if you're relying on it for sole income um, and you don't happen to have like a large audience or a lot of people to sell to. Mm
0: -hmm. Is there anything that you would do differently during your launch or like what lessons have you learned and what are you excited to kind of maybe improve for the next round?
2: Um, I mean, I'm still very involved in all of the pieces of things. For example, I do the phone call with every single applicant. Um, they do get bedded. Uh, at first by one of our team members leah and um, from there i jump on a call with them to see if they're a fit these are things that you start to realize as the business owner are things that can be outsourced and while it is so nice for the students to have that one-on-one with me um, i realized how much that drained my tank and even just being involved as the lead person correcting all the homework and um Uh, teaching all of the curriculum, and leading all the Zoom calls. Um, I am the person that has been in business the longest, and also I have a really incredible team that's been with me every step of the way. Um, Not every step, but a a long part of the way. And so my realization is letting other people support me um, more than I currently am.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's a really good Like outsourcing, 100%. I I feel like even if it's like a couple hours a week can really just make the difference.
2: Yeah, no, it is incredible. I mean, I have somebody that cooks my food, which I feel so grateful for. I'm like one of the Beyond Nourish clients. And I also find that it's like so easy for me to talk about how powerful our service is. And then also to the budding holistic chefs, how important this service is, because I see how impactful it is on my busy life and what it saves me every single week. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible.
0: Totally. Okay. So this is really off topic and, but I really want to dive into this because I was very intrigued last episode. You mentioned microdosing and therapy, and I feel like you had some cool stuff to say. So like, how has that helped you with as an entrepreneur, or just as like a human being, within your your health journey and your business journey.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've used you know psychedelics and um, various types of plant medicine to really explore the big question about why I'm here in life. I've always had a deep connection to spirit and understanding kind of my life's biggest purpose and. A way that um, I think it was kind of stemmed from the meditation and yoga world that I was um, part of, you know, in 2007 really is when my eyes opened up to that. And then just general curiosity over time um, using various things from doing ayahuasca to um, actually LSD to psilocybin. And so, microdosing through therapy can be a really beautiful thing. There are incredible um, therapists out there willing to do this work. Um, if you live in Canada, you can check out something called MAPS, um, which is essentially a organization that, I think it's a non-for-profit organization that actually helps link therapists to people that are interested in um, diving deeper into the psyche with various types of, of plant medicines or, or psychedelics. And it's been a powerful journey um, exploring the mind in this way. And microdosing is a pretty safe, becoming more common way to to do this, most most often done with psilocybin. But um, my therapist in particular also uses other types of of drugs, MDMA and and MDA, to also facilitate different types of journeys um, that are meant to be introspective. And a lot of these... Drugs are also used for, you know, medical purposes, and um, you know they're used in the army for, for. They're well-researched drugs, you know, that have been put with a negative impact over the course of the years. But one of the most revolutionary books on this topic was Michael Pollan's book. And so many nutritionists might uh, find that name familiar because he also wrote um, The Omnivore's Dilemma and um, a few other incredible uh, books around nutrition and the food systems. And he wrote How to Change Your Mind, which was a look at psychedelics, um, past, present, and future, um, and the use of them. And I think I listened to that audiobook like three or four times, and then I got a chance to listen to him in person here in Vancouver uh, when UBC hosted him as a speaker. Um, and yeah, it's truly just an opportunity to stay connected to yourself. Um, And sometimes you can do bigger journeys, which usually involve larger doses of things that are really intentional. And, you know, whereas microdosing is done something that's, it's more cyclical, meaning that you do small amounts over certain periods of time, um, very small amounts over certain periods of time, um, but all very intentional. And when I explain it to people sometimes, like the microdosing thing in particular, um, it is... Something that I like to draw in parallel to if we only got that intentional about any other drug that we happen to be taking, so I use Tylenol as an example, like if you had a headache and you sat down and before you took that tylenol got super intentional about what you wanted it to do for you, what you what you needed for for that particular medicine, um, I truly think that we would have a different representation on anything that we took, but we're kind of in this place in this day and age where we just pop pills without second thought, assuming that they're going to take away the problem. We're not letting our own body, our own mind, our own spirit really diffuse any of what the lesson might be learned in the symptom itself.
0: Ooh, that is a really good point. Okay. And when you... I mean, this might be a stupid question, but are you with your therapist when you microdose or they, they give it to you, like they prescribe it to you and then you do it on your own?
2: Typically, a therapist won't be the one to actually give you the substance itself. Um, there are many companies that you can um, get them through uh, that are you know, technically not legal by any means, but that are easy to come by. It was kind of like buying marijuana before it actually went legal. Um, you can also take care of it you know, yourself, you can, you can, there's many ways that you can go go about that. Um, So a journey with a therapist is typically done um, with larger doses with the actual therapist in a room um, under their supervision. Sometimes it's even done with two therapists. Um, And then uh, microdosing is more used, like in my case, I'm not actually microdosing right now, because we've come to the conclusion that um, psilocybin has taught me what it needs to teach me for right now. And we're in an integration phase so know that um, when i say cyclical it's meant you know to be taken with intent until you know something is is opened or or you know been able to be received and then you're allowed to integrate it into you it's not it's not a numbing effect by any means of just something that you take all the time to stay elevated or happy Um, i think that people sometimes have that misconception with it Um, it's all about intent. And then in the case of microdosing, it was something that we would just check in on um, through our regular sessions. So um, my scheduling, I think, was like five days on and two days off. And then, you know, her and I would see each other every three to four weeks. So it was just a check in on on how it was all going. And then, yeah, one day, both of us had the realization at the same time that it was no longer um, a useful Medicine for me, and and it was time to to let it go.
0: Wow, that is honestly so cool. How has it impacted, like how you feel now? Like, are you feeling like more enlightened or kind of realized about some things that have helped you, or kind of how do you feel?
2: I think that the cool thing about plant medicine or psychedelics is if you get curious enough about it. And if you slow down enough in your day, and that's why I've really felt the speed of my life in the last year, um, because all of the lessons learned through those times, whether it be in a microdose form or more of a macrodose form, can be felt in your day to day. You can access the memories and the experience that you had through that. And it's just a connection to spirit. It's, It's a connection to yourself and also to whatever you feel is kind of at cause of the bigger picture. Um, and so it takes stillness for, for me to re establish um, that connection. And that's sometimes where um, the spiritual being of myself and the entrepreneur side of myself don't really like to be at the same speed. <laughs> and so when you ask me, you know, how I deal with the stress. Um, I do try and get away for a day where the pace of my life just slows down. And that's other spent in nature or at my house in the woods or just out of the city um, to get away from even just the energetic feels. Because I think all of those, um, the imprints of every time that you do take some type of um, medicine, it's still in you. You just have to find a way to access it. And it's really hard to do that when you're in the hustle and bustle of, you know, launches and and construction and, you know, cooking for people. So the returning to me, comes, not when I necessarily even ingest something in that moment, um, but returning to all of those experiences, um, just as I would um, doing it in in real time as well.
0: Mm-hmm. How is your spiritual self helped guide you in your business journey or do you think it has been guiding you
2: oh yeah i mean for example i was walking through the forest when because i had been anti putting um, a storefront together for many years like I thought it was hilarious because when I went to go refilm the content for this course um, a year later, there was an entire module of me speaking on camera about how I never wanted to open up a storefront and you shouldn't either. And, you know, these are all the reasons why. And then here I was a year later, literally it all together and that was mostly because I couldn't ignore a whisper that was happening um it had been about six years of me checking in with you know myself and also universal energy around do I need to bring this to life and I got my first download in Peru it was like this I had been asking the question for a long time and like nothing was really all that obvious to me and then I was riding in a cab ride home on my um on my way back to Canada and I looked in this window and it was like a commercial kitchen something or other and it was like there was no true fact that that was the answer that I was looking for it was like a hell yes but interesting enough that trip was actually four years ago and so I had been on this like struggle bus of do I do it do I not do it it seems like the right answer but it's really scary um, and then I was walking through the forest here in Vancouver um, in October last year and it was at after a meeting with my team where we just realized that you know we're at a stage of growth and i really had an opportunity it's like a fork in the road do i do it do i not do it and i just walked through the forest open and you know asking please send me a sign send me a sign if this is what i should do and a few minutes later i look over and in just a green and brown um forest, I see this rock on um, a a pour-down tree stump and it has uh, a painted red and, or not red, sorry, blue and green massive hearts on it. And it was like the second that I looked at it, I had no doubt in the world that that was my sign, my clear indication and my path forward. And the same thing happened when I was deciding about uh, Beyond Nourished. When I was trying to leave my serving job, eleven years ago, and I was on my yoga mat in kind of almost the Shavasana type of um, timeline through the class. And the whole intent of that class was like, please grant me clarity. Pre- please grant me clarity. Like, do will you catch me if I fall? You know, can I take the leap? And fi- and I had been asking that question for months at that point, and. The thing about asking the universe for signs or getting in touch with your spiritual side to help deliver um, some guidance is that you you can't just ask the question once and expect an answer. Yeah. You have to continue to seek it out. And sometimes it comes quickly and other times it does not. And um, the clarity around actually starting Beyond Nourished um, happened months after asking the question originally. Um, but it did come in a yoga class where all of a sudden, there was no more like deciding. It was just, it was, a, a. it just felt as real as the sun shining on me right now. Like it was like, there was no turning back. My mind was made up and I can't explain how that happens. It's not a confidence piece. It's more just a universal energy of like, connection and um, synchronicity and in-tuneness and it's like now I feel like I'm with that frequency I'm not I'm not working myself upstream against something because I have to do it or my ego wants me to do it it's truly you know that divine path forward and with that I think does come not that there's not hard work involved but there does come some ease because you have this um, gentle reminder that that this is the right, the right decision for you and the right path. And and a lot of people come into the holistic chef certification with kind of a similar um, experience. You know, they've been asking for quite some time of their next career step or the opportunity for them to leave their job or, you know, how to get their life back um, after being a mom for five years. And you know, that that's that is the thing. We we can all tap into that if we continually ask the questions.
0: Oh, I love that so much. Oh my God. And how grateful are you that you listened to that sign? I mean, you you didn't have a choice, but I mean, and and look where you are now with your business. It's like, clearly you were in tune to what you had to do. Yeah.
2: I I mean, I don't think anyone really prepares you for the roller coaster, um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, I think about that often. Beyond Nourish has had I think four or five offers to other partner have investors or sell portions of the company in the last five years. And um, I just have like no, no desire because I truly know that it's just where I want to be. And Another another uh, telltale sign of that this is my path is that I still have a job within the company too that's just so hard for me to let go of because I actually just love the work. I love the relationship with my clients. I, I love the impact that I have on them. And um, yeah, it's there's, there is no doubt, but there's been many doubts along the way <laughs> in terms of the smaller
0: things. Right, right. But I mean, look at everything that you've built and I'm so excited to see all of it unfold. Is there anything we should be on the lookout for? Is there anything else you're cooking up or are you feeling really like confident you're growing your course and like this is my focus right now?
2: Yeah. um, I mean, right now, Doing the holistic chef certification is just such an incredible experience. I think this third um, launch is going to be the best yet because, as incredible as it was um, from the beginning, you know, being able to refine things every step, getting feedback from students, and integrating it to just be a much more um, much more enjoyable experience and impactful experience for the student, you know, you can't, you can't get have that foresight on the first time you do it. And, um, and, our focus is that kind of twice the year um, sort of thing. And also just getting the storefront up to, we we are always looking for new talented chefs to join our team too. Um, We now have opportunity to grow. So if anyone happens to be in the Vancouver area and they're interested in joining the Beyond Nourish team, uh, you know, we've got a team of, I think that there's seven of us now. And um, that comes with, Yeah, a really unique team experience rather than having to start your own company and and do, you know, that side of things, because some students do have that realization um, going through the course, um, knowing that they actually want to do this, but they're not the ones who they're not they don't see themselves actually being the one that run run the business um but the skill set you get to learn is incredible for whether or not you want to work for somebody else or if you want to do the work for for you.
0: Yeah, 100%. That makes a lot of sense. And it's also a nice feeling to know like I'm okay with not being you know an entrepreneur and I'm okay with not building my own business. Like that must be a good feeling to just kind of gain that clarity too.
2: Truly. And I think the the thing that we're really trying to uh get the students to understand about this course in particular is that there's this beautiful place that comes with just running yourself as a small business and not having to worry about building a team or an empire or, you know, anything else. And there's so much beauty in just, you know, having access to your own schedule and being responsible for yourself. And I think that there must've been like some type of self-help book along the way or entrepreneurial business book that came out that, you know, people quit book, bu- quit wanting to, um, you know, give their time as as, uh, their job. (laughs) And everybody wanted to figure out how to leverage other people thinking, you know, that's the dream. Like, I just want to live off of what other people are making for me. I want to be on the beach while my business is being run. But I feel like the person who ever delivered that initially forgot to um, really preface what was involved in making all of that happen. Because it is not an easy task to actually make that happen. And um, and so I think that we're trying to give people permission back to say like, hey, you love this work and you can still trade your time for money and that be okay. There's nothing wrong with that because you love what you do and you're in ownership of your own schedule. What else can you ask for?
0: Oh, yes, I completely agree. The flexibility of this life is so worth it. It's so worth it. Because at the end of the day, for me even, it's like my time is everything and my energy is everything. Like that, if I can create my own schedule, that's the dream come true.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I, I truly actually don't have that in my business right now. I am locked into daily clients that I cook for and I'm locked into a business. And so even though there have been... Elements of me being able to leave Vancouver and go on three-month holidays and do do things like that, you know, I don't have the freedom to just, I'm not, um, like, mobile or, uh, what, is, what do they call that? What do you call yourself, in?
0: Um Digital.
2: Digital, that's what I meant to say, yes. Like, we are very much in the hands-on work side of things. And, I mean, the course does offer opportunity for me to be a little bit more uh, flexible with my schedule, but it would require me, obviously, letting go of some other things.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, you're on such a great path, Rochelle. I'm so excited to see more of it in the future. Do you have any last words to say to the audience?
2: um yeah i mean i think that as fun it is to come onto a podcast and be highlighted as somebody who's made some you know really big moves in certain industries or within a certain topic um there is just a realness to me that always wants to remind people that wherever they are at and whatever they are doing um to be very cautious in the comparing piece of you know where how you use people's um Um, journeys in comparison to where you're at. And I'm seeing a lot of the students that we're working with right now go through um, a bit of pain as they see other students get clients before they do, or they see other people doing stuff better than them. And, you know, social media is a pretty wild place these days in terms of um, comparison and really sizing yourself up to others. So um, for anyone that's listening out there, you know, do your best to, to put the blinders on the things that you don't feel are motivating you, but are rather um, kind of making you feel less than. Um, we don't have to give in to that energy. We don't have to... Um, even see what they're what they're doing or or you know be involved in in what they're doing and i think that people forget that they have the power to decide what they expose themselves to and if it doesn't feel good mute it or unfollow it or mm-hmm. quit visiting it because um that's not going to be like pain is not for some people this is actually mostly a man thing not a woman thing and i imagine most of your uh, audience uh, tends to relate to a more feminine approach to business And pain doesn't typically propel us forward. We need to be uh, congratulated and encouraged and supported. um, Whereas, like the male perspective, is a little bit more sorry, I have an ambulance going by, (laughs) the male perspective seems to be a bit more hard edged and like, I can win and competitive. And um, what I've recognized is that women need a community of support rather than, um, than kind of that competitive piece. And so how can you be your own support system? And then how can you encourage others around you to also inspire that?
0: Oh, I love that. Yes. And you are so supportive by coming on here and talking to the audience and giving us your amazing insight and your experiences thank you so so much
2: you're very welcome i hope that whoever is listening can gain insights in whatever way shape or form and um yeah they can always come to any of our social platforms at beyond nourish to learn a little bit about us um if there's any message that i really have going through the channels of beyond Nourished, it's just the realness of being an entrepreneur the highs and the lows um, and the everything in between. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I hope to stay connected. And if anyone is listening to this, I, I would love to hear about it. So feel free to give us a shout out if that time happens.
1: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Send me a DM or share this episode with your community and tag me at WooCorp Wellness on the gram. Leave a review and spread the support for like minded entrepreneurs. And don't miss out on exclusive community events and extra business resources in the Newly Nutrition newsletter, which you can sign up through the show notes. I appreciate your support more than you know. Till next time, friends.